The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. There are at least seven stages a person passes through on the universal path of human evolution. At many of these stages, individuals start to look for psychic abilities or start to wonder about their chakras or the third eye. There's an idea of wanting to tap into something beyond physical, sometimes even the supernatural. But what are we really here to do, and what is the purpose of the third eye? Are some of the practices that we use, such as yoga and meditation, are there harmful effects, or are they completely safe to use however we please? My guest today is Master Del Pei. He is a globe-trotting spiritual master that has an understanding of our complex world and what is required for new human champions. He knows who can lead with a balanced material and spiritual life and who is equipped with both the practical knowledge and inner wisdom. Master Del Pei had these in mind when he created his advanced third eye initiation curriculum to develop the new spiritual superman. Master Del Pei is the author of eight books, including the bestseller, The Third Eye, A Universal Secret Revealed, which became the leading world expert in the third eye development and esoteric teaching. As a modern sage, delving in the martial arts, a master and world expert in meditation, yoga, and healing science, he has synthesized all his expertise into over 200 courses and in his two institutes, Be Life Institute for Higher Consciousness, an American Institute for Leadership Advancement. He's traveled to over 100 countries teaching and at the same time studying world philosophies, world religions, and world cultures. He has been formally trained by four enlightened masters in Asia and the Himalayas. Master Del Pei personally trains students around the world to master life ahead of its time by developing their third eye. Today we're going to talk about information in his book, The Third Eye. A Universal Secret Revealed, Applying the Spiritual Technology of Enlightened Masters for Your Own Illumination and Self-Mastery. I'd like to welcome Master Del Pei to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Master Del Pei. How are you? Uh, I'm very good, Simran. Thank you for inviting me to your show. I'm excited to have this conversation, and especially so after reading through your book, because it goes into a lot of different areas that are much deeper and much more expanded than I have seen in other books. And I'd like to start off with that beginning piece that I actually read from your book regarding the seven stages that a person passes through. You talk about a third eye and that it develops in different ways through size, design, and intensity of the third eye, 
and it is affected by the person's level of initiation and spiritual development. And as I read through the book, I discovered that the third eye can be activated at many of the different stages, but it has a different effect based on the stage that we're at. Will you talk a little bit about the seven levels of human development? Well, uh, I would like to talk in terms of what most people would know, and uh, I can refer to more Christian teachings uh, and also Hindu teachings and Buddhists. See, there are seven levels of human development towards perfection. And uh, the first one is more of when a person finds their path and becomes a first initiate. Uh, and this one is uh, embodied by the birth of uh, Christ consciousness, as they say, or Buddha consciousness. That's when a person starts to serve with more intelligent uh, service and also unconditional love. And in Christian terminology, this is like the birth of Christ. The second one is more baptism, which is when you are baptized with light and fire. And the start of more uh, intelligent way to love and uh, love intelligently applied. And this is uh, followed by the sainthood level. Third initiation is when a person started to become a part of the group of holy beings, illuminated beings, called the spiritual hierarchy or the hierarchy of masters and saints. And this is called the third initiation. Now, the fourth initiation is a level where uh, Buddha has found enlightenment in Bihar, India, when he started to get the enlightenment stage called the Buddha and this is equivalent to Christian levels of crucifixion when Jesus was crucified. And Buddhism call it sometimes the total renunciation. And Christhood is not the same as this level. Christhood is seventh level, but the crucifixion is fourth. And the next one is fifth. In Christian terminology, this is a, uh, the resurrection, whereas the sixth is the ascension, and the seven is called the Christhood, which is the perfection of a human uh, soul. So when, when we call human development, uh, I refer to human initiation towards higher and higher perfection. Now, the third eye is related to this development. Uh, for a person to develop a third eye, there must be a more mature approach to life, not only character building, but more esoteric training that evolves the construction of the third eye. Now, the third eye, for most people, would probably be known as clairvoyance or psychic faculty, but in the esoteric uh, parlance, uh, this is not equal or similar. Clairvoyance is more of a psychic faculty, so even less evolved human beings can have clairvoyance or can see the aura and the human energy system, but not necessarily have a third eye. The third eye is more a serious uh, matter, so I refer more into um, what we call the spiritual technology, or uh, it, it falls into esoteric science. So what differentiates an initiate master or a saint and a, a genius or an, an intelligent human being is that the master or saint has the third eye, whereas the genius have a great mind. They are not equal. 
So um, in, in answer to your question, there are seven levels of hum, human development. And these, these stages also develop the third eye as they go along. So let me, let me stop one second and talk about where we are in the world right now. We are in the stage of Kali Yuga. There's definite duality for many people. There's a, a mm-hmm. presence of darkness that is also light, but it feels very dark. For many people, we're seeing a lot of things in the world, and we have a lot of individuals that call themselves light workers and beings of light that are doing their service to the planet. And as in the planet as a whole, where are we on this spectrum in terms of our human development? Where where does the range fall? And when you speak about these different places it almost appears as if we are at the lower spectrum still of that human development and that there are certain things required for us to really move to the next level. Well, uh, the Kali Yuga, as uh, referred to by the Hindu philosophies, are more of the periodic uh, evolution that comes and go. And uh, we are at the densest part of the Yuga or the period uh, in the Aryan race, as we are now in the what we call the fifth root race, well, uh, if I can uh, track back, the Atlantean race is the fourth root race, whereas the Lemurian root race is the third and so forth. Now, we are on the fifth root race, which is called the Aryan. Not the Aryan of uh, Hitler, but the Aryan as we call it esoterically. And we are at the densest part of this period. That's why duality exists, because we are bringing heaven on earth as a mission. So uh, before, we are bringing earth and humanity towards heaven. In Kali Yuga, we are bringing heaven to earth. It's a big challenge, because that refined energy has to go towards matter, and at the densest form, would have to conquer Matter or darkness, which is, uh, matter is darker than, uh, than the soul, and matter is darker than the spirit. Ma- matter is denser and grosser than the mind. So the, the battles of uh, development, not only for humanity, but of the earth and solar system and the cosmos, is that we're trying to bring spirituality at the densest form in the Kali Yuga. So, uh, the form that we are now presented to be enlightened is not just to go out of body in meditation and be spaced out and be part of the space cadets in yoga. We are trying to be at the grossest moment of human history to prove the light also exists and can be victorious at the physical plane and financial plane and the grossest plane. That is the big challenge of duality. So that is, that is why uh, bringing the higher principles of yoga, meditation, and religions to prove themselves to be worthy at the physical and financial plane and material plane is the real challenge of enlightenment these days. And so as you talk about these different levels and you talk about uh, even the initiation of fire, it seems like so many of the experiences when we look at the world or when individuals are facing certain things in their life, that they are walking through that fire now. 
And and what is the purpose of that? Your your book is focused on the third eye, but is there any connection also to the opening of the heart that is occurring so to work in conjunction or to, so to affect the third eye as well? Yeah, in this uh, section of human history, uh, it's very complicated because not only are we going through the Kali Yuga or the grossest battle of enlightenment, we are also passing through the trans- transition of Piscean epoch into the Aquarian epoch and period. So it's more complicated because it's not just a battle of spirit and matter that we are having a problem now or to deal with. We are transitioning from the devotional, mystical period of Piscean influence, symbolized by the fish, and we are moving into the mental aspect of the cosmic life, which is more Aquarian, more order and structure, less devotional, but more intelligent way of living, more disciplined, more organized, and less devotional. So from the mystical point of view, we are not passing properly when we preserve the devotional aspect of heart. What we need now in the transition is not only a loving, sweet heart, but a courageous and disciplined heart. And that's not easy for most people who are born mystical and devotional and what we call bhakti in yoga because uh, it is a transition from heart to mind, from emotions and sentimentality to rightness rather than sweetness. So this is uh, what confronts our human, uh, I would say, uh, level of consciousness now and the world at large. So many of the people that are in the fields of consciousness are speaking to individuals about moving from mind to heart. You just spoke about moving from heart to mind. After this commercial break, I'd like to come back and start at that point talking about the difference between the two directions. My guest today is Master Del Pei. He's a modern sage and miraculous healer, a master of the martial arts, 12 styles of meditation, and eight types of yoga. He's a humanitarian and a social transformer, a visionary educator, a life mentor to CEOs and top leaders globally, author of many books and creators of CDs and DVDs on self-mastery. Master Del Pei has taught over 100,000 people in his travels to more than 80 countries. We are talking about his book, The Third Eye. Master Del Pei says, one of my missions is to mentor seekers to master life ahead of its time. You can find out more at www.masterdelpe.com. That's M-A-S-T-E-R-D-E-L-P-E.com. I invite you to also go to my website and check out the new 1111 magazine. It has just released, and it is packed with beautiful, informative articles that is shared wisdom from many individuals around the world. You can find out more about that at www.1111mag.com. We'll be right back with Pastor Del Pei. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444, 
people all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts and topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized. So you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I am Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort? Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great, have more energy, sleep better, gently detox, lose unhealthy weight, and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. The third eye provides the equivalent of a fast, spiritual, modern, high-speed computer, high-tech communication equipment, and photographing mechanism. It's a spiritual telescope and microscope to view the macrocosmic data 
as well as infinitesimal details to see the essence of things. In the physical world, this kind of technology is not yet available in one device. But if it were, surely it would be expensive. To develop third-eye inner technology, one must work for it through the merits of continuous service, inner training, inner study, and persistent intelligent hard work that results in service to a higher cause that furthers evolution. This is from Master Delpe's book, The Third Eye, A Universal Secret Revealed, Applying the Spiritual Technology of Enlightened Masters for Your Own Illumination and Self-Mastery. I highly recommend this book in terms of discovering the various stages in development of human evolution, along with the different types of shapes that the third eye has and the different disciplines that have to be embodied in order to really be that power source on the planet. Master Del Tay has various programs, other books, and various types of initiations through his programs, and you can find out more at masterdeltay.com. Master Del Tay, when we finished the last segment, we were talking about the heart and mind, and so often people are now trying to move from the mind to the heart because we get so caught up in our thoughts. We have lived in such a mental society. But you made a statement in the last segment about moving from the heart to the mind. Can you talk about the distinction between the two and what you meant? Thank you, Simran. Uh, that's a very good enlightenment uh, for uh, your listeners because uh, I would like to reveal that there are eight types of human souls and human beings. And so there are people who are using their willpower and not their heart or minds, like the George Bush type. There are people like Mother Teresa and Dalai Lama who use their hearts more than their minds or their power. But there are also Bill Gates who use their minds more than their hearts first until they become more advanced and they are combining now their minds and hearts to serve or to contribute to society. So there are many uh, factors that uh, would evolve human consciousness towards the new humanity because the past had championed the use of the heart to become a saint or to become enlightened. Whereas we have other sections of uh, our human evolution that dealt with the exemplary use of the mind, like the geniuses, like the geeks, like the Einsteins. Now it's high time for this transition to combine the heart and mind. We need to use the love with sweetness and devotion, but now use love with intelligent applications, like love intelligently applied. And also for the Einsteins and the intelligent people, they have to use the mind lovingly applied or intelligence lovingly applied. So the combination of a great mind guided by a good heart and conscience will bring the wisdom of service to the world and to other people. Whereas the great minds, when their hearts are open, will become like Bill Gates and other people who are philanthropic in nature after they evolve. So the new humanity in the new world will have to exude the ability not only to use the heart and feelings to seek for truth, but to use also their not only rational mind, but philosophical mind to search and understand about life and meaning to life, but evolve through the use of the heart to get wisdom out of life experiences. So there's more requirement eventually to become a saint. Not only does a saint have a good heart, they will be required 
to even travel around the world and teach people because they can impart their experiences from a mystical point of view into more intelligent uh, workout of life because they're able to label their experiences into more digestible and palatable, uh, meaningful knowledge that you can teach and replicate yourself if you were the saint or the teacher. So our Aquarian period, we'd be looking for more advanced saints that are not just the heart type, but maybe the Bill Gates type that will evolve through wisdom of the heart as well. So I want to talk about the two parts because I see a lot of individuals that have the good heart, that are having the desire to serve, that call themselves beings of light or teachers or uh, some even use the term masters. And yet I see the struggle. I see that there is a challenge in working in the systems and structures that exist in the world. And in the same vein, I see many people who have that mind that you talk about that are extremely successful, that seem to have the material aspect of the world conquered, but they don't have the service part. How does someone that is so heart-based navigate the systems and structures such as the political system and the legal system and the commerce system when it seems so out of their realms? Yeah, I think uh, if I may introduce the aspect of teamwork and group work, uh, not all Mother Teresa... Uh, can navigate the political world and the entrepreneurial world. So they need to partner with people like Bill Gates to be able to navigate the material aspect of uh, service. Because even Mother Teresa will have the biggest heart if she doesn't have the infrastructure and financial resources and uh, managers to spread her work and her wishes around the world, it would limit her ability to serve. Now, there are people who might not be sweet at the heart level, but they are sweet at the mind level. They have a good mind and what we call the good will or the will to do good. So they're not very emotional people, but they have good intentions. The problem with those people is they don't know how to reach the mainstream humanity. So they need to partner with the Mother Teresa who has already the bones for service and bring their entrepreneurial uh, ideas to systematize the services of, of Mother Teresa. So, and then they can involve the, say, the Bill Clinton type or the presidents who have the will and influence over the people and, and countries so that they will bring a rapid spread of, uh, of their service around the world. So you have to bring the will aspect, the love and heart aspect, and the mind aspect. In fact... This is the, the eighth type of human being where uh, in, in Hindu philosophy we have the Shiva energy or the will or the omnipotent aspect. We have the Brahma aspect or the intelligent aspect which is also in Christianity uh, represented by the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. And we have also the heart and the devotional aspects of emotion which represent the Vishnu aspect of the Hindu philosophy. So we have the Shiva, Vishnu, Brahma in one trinity. And in Christianity, we have the Divine Father, the Almighty, Omnipotent. And we have also the All-Knowing God, which is the Holy Spirit. And we have also the All-Forgiving, All-Merciful God represented by the Christ 
as the heart aspect, the new humanity will have the Trinity as a new principle to check and balance their weaknesses and their imbalances. Because in the past, we have only champion saints who are all the heart kind of uh, devotional uh, beings. But we never appreciated a lot the geniuses who had brought vaccines and an intelligent way of service. And there's a lot of military people who had championed uh, peacekeeping and others who had s- sacrificed their lives, but they were not regarded as saints because they are more into the military side, the force, like the Jedi's, for example. So in the future, we have to respect the godliness or the divinity of life by the Trinity principles. As you move forward in the book, you talk about different shapes of the third eye and how there was a more spherical shape, and we're moving more in the Aquarian to a diamond shape. What significance is that shape or this change of the third eye as we move in different levels? As I understood your question, as Imran, uh, there are many shapes of the third eye. As I said, there are eight types of human design and human souls. The George Bush type or the Moses type or the St. Peter's type, the Shiva, have more direct, more pointed, more uh, powerful third eye, like the unicorn, uh, represented by the unicorn. Now, the Mother Teresa type, Dalai will have more the coily and soft designs and so forth. So... The Piscean designs, which from the old designs, are more governed by the love energy. That's why it's a different shape than the intelligent type of saints and the willpower types of saints. Now, the determinant of the shapes and power of the third eye is also upon the Kundalini Shakti, or what we call the sacred fire. The Kundalini Shakti, or the fire in the belly, as they call it in normal terms. Uh, these, this fire in the belly, or the Shakti Kundalini, or the sacred fire, is the designer of substance in your aura and in your energy centers or chakras, which fuel the third eye and even transform the energy that is transmuted to the soul when you meditate. Now, in the earth level, the fire of the earth has copied the fire of each constellational influence or ruler for each period, like the Kali Yuga, for example. So since the Kali Yuga is more the practical, the denser, and the more objective, uh, uh, I would say, civilization, if it were humanity, the energy from the Aquarian influence are more scientific, technical, objective, practical, and pragmatic substance, which is not the same as devotional uh, energy. Therefore, uh, the shapes of the fire that comes from the junction of the sex, the base at the tailbone area and above the perineum area is the seat of that fire in normal human beings, do have their configuration of the old designs. As you evolve into a more advanced human being, especially with the Aquarian design, the new era design, you will have more geometric system that is not coily, that is not like a twirling snake, as symbolized by the caduceus of the doctor. The new designs are more geometric and more pointed and more uh, diamond shapes. 
And when we when we look at the third eye in terms of how it is formed or how its effect is guided, you talk about the law of economy. And I'd like to get into that as we move into the next segment after this commercial break. In this current period, the Earth as a being and as a constitution are undergoing many changes. This is due largely to a shift of cosmic substance and energy influence from the Piscean life to the Aquarian life stimulation. Piscean and Aquarian, as discussed in Master Del Pei's book, The Third Eye, represent cosmic patterns that the Piscean-Aquarian theory constellations are transmitting with resulting effects on planetary and human life. Whereas the Piscean period has been about emotional expression and inner life, the Aquarian period will be characterized by widespread mental development and a more organized rhythmic life. You can find out more about this work through Master Del Pei's book, The Third Eye, in addition to going to his website, masterdelpe.com, where you can find out about his institutes. He is the founder of two based in Houston, Texas, as well as in Asia. He is spending more time in Asia now and has multiple new projects to help people achieve enlightenment in this lifetime. You can also find out about his other programs, CDs, and DVDs in addition to the Be Life Institute for Higher Consciousness and the American Institute for Leadership Advancement. You can go to masterdelpay.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being. Bounteously and abundantly, experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. 
Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I'm Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort? Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great, have more energy, sleep better, gently detox, lose unhealthy weight, and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. My guest today is Master Del Pei. He's a globe-driving spiritual master, has understood that our complex world requires new human champions who can lead with a balanced material and spiritual life and who are equipped with both practical knowledge and inner wisdom. Master Delta is the author of eight books, including the bestseller, The Third Eye, A Universal Secret Revealed, became the leading world expert in the third eye development and esoteric teachings. He is a modern sage, martial arts master, and world expert in meditation, yoga, and healing sciences. You can find out more about everything that he offers at masterdelta.com. Most esoteric schools only focus on the stimulation of the head chakra without first awakening the heart along with the lower centers that are responsible for kundalini awakening. While they can form the matrix of the third eye, they cannot sustain its growth and function because there's no kundalini energy as fuel. Therefore, those methods are incomplete. In the process of third eye development, a person can become very strong mentally, This is dangerous if it is not balanced by the heart chakras to regulate the use of power properly. On the other hand, untrained mystical spiritual practitioners cannot operate the third eye effectively because of the lack of kundalini fuel, willpower, and concentration. It is like any other electronic technology. It needs the right energy and a power source. This is from the book. The Third Eye by Master Del Pei. I invite you to find out more about him at his website, masterdelpei.com. We were talking about uh, the law of economy. We were moving into the shapes and, and different effects of the third eye. And I know that there's a section that the third eye is always guided by the law of economy. I would like for you to talk a little bit about that and also how karma is related to the third eye. Um, the third eye is a very intelligent uh, tool which has high discrimination and discretion faculty because it is a tool used by the soul when developed to guide the ego and the personality. So the law of economy comes naturally when a person develops the third eye 
because of a high discrimination intelligence that uh, bestowed a third eye and the human being with the third eye with the right fairness and justice to use substance, time, talent, resources, and all kinds of good things. Now, the third eye is a combination of will, love, and wisdom, and creative intelligence. So when you synthesize these aspects of divinity in one human being, you have the heart of Mother Teresa, the mind of Einstein, and the will of a sage. So when you have this faculty, according to my teachers, uh, it's like comparing an intelligent human being with a master is similar to comparing a, a mosquito understanding a computer. That's how they answered to me when I asked this for my teacher. So it's a very, very far distance in intelligence. Uh, whereas most human beings will champion one level of intelligence, like the EQ in most corporations now are championing the emotional intelligence to be able to navigate uh, you know, sales and marketing uh, uh, powers. They also champion in school the IQ and in Olympics, they would champion the intelligence or the intelligent use of senses or, or I would say instinctive intelligence. Now, the philosophers would champion the philo- philosophy, whereas sages and saints would use more their intuitional and wisdom intelligence, which is called the spiritual intelligence. In a person who have developed properly and uh, completely the third eye, they have at least five levels of those ascending intelligence. So you can just imagine a genius would be only a one-fifth of that intelligence. And an emotional mystic with a lot of love and a big heart would only be one-fifth, 20% of that uh, five levels. So uh, I would say that the third eye has... uh, the potential of making a superman out of a human being when fully developed because it does not get developed only because you are practicing yoga or meditation or esoteric uh, rituals. It is also developed because of character building, virtue development that goes along with the, uh, with, with the development of the human evolution and initiation. So before we go into some of that virtue development, let's talk a little bit about the yoga and meditation. I know on your YouTube channel, I watched a beautiful video where you talk a little bit about the dangers sometimes of these practices between a healthy person and, let's say, someone with with cardiac problems. So not everyone can do everything, and there's there's a particular reason, and not everyone should jump right into something or sporadically do any of these practices either. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Uh, Yes, Simran, this is close to my heart because I used to heal a lot of yogis, lamas, monks, priests, nuns, and even advanced meditators. And I found out that they had violated certain rules of safety. There are millions of people today around the world who are rushing towards yoga practices and meditation not knowing that they're endangering their lives and their health because they are either awakening too much their sacred fire and not purifying their uh, karma and, and their character. And instead of evolving into a more enlightened stage, they will have a lot of crisis. I call it the uh, spiritual accelerating crisis. When you accelerate your development, 
your Kundalini also awakens uh, faster than normal and you have to pay your karmic debts faster and ahead of time than normal because you are compressing your future lives, negative uh, karma disposal into a present time. It's like paying a 30 years loan into three days uh, period. So, mm. so a lot of people today are really, really uh, messing up with their karmic balance by accelerating the awakening of their sacred fire in a level where they are not sanitizing their energies, their chakras, their character uh, soon enough. And what happens is when you accelerate your karma and people are not uh, trained and equipped to be able to stand the will and pressure of crisis, instead of evolving, they will go into a sinking uh, aspect of, of development. Second is uh, a lot of people are rushing also children today to meditate and do the yoga, but not knowing that what is conducive and healthy for a yogi and lama who had purified their lives for a long time and had gone through a lot of crisis already and purification is a dangerous thing to do it to a child whose samskaras or their past life karma get accelerated while they're still young, when they're still very supple and non-resilient in energy. So if you awaken the fire and the sexual energy of a child indirectly, uh, that is uh, like a suicide in terms of uh, health and in terms of burning, like playing with fire and you can get burned. Thirdly is even children who are like young, who are around their mothers or, or parents who are, who are meditating, when they get awakened, uh, their children get also empathically and in osmosis awakened in their fire. So uh, some of the children get uh, a lot of uh, insomnia, they have hyperactivity, ADDs, and all kinds of uh, things that are uh, a symbol of a symptom of overawakening in children. Uh, a lot of uh, people also with heart conditions, when they overawaken the energy and it gets blocked in the heart chakra, and their hearts are already congested, and or their physical heart are inflamed, there's a tendency to have heart attacks or even uh, sev- uh, more severe conditions. Uh, on heart ailments, or a person has hypertension and they awaken the Kundalini and it gets blocked on the back of the navel, that tantamounts to a higher blood pressure. Or people with, uh, say, diabetes or people with ulcer and, and the energy gets blocked on the solar plexus and they don't know how to release them. Either they go into a crying spell or a catharsis or they get exacerbated in their health conditions. So there are many, many uh, forms of diseases and health conditions that are not uh, suited for certain meditations. The relaxing meditation, the breathing meditation can be conducive for most cases as long as the fire is not aroused. So I have seen many of my cases of even teenagers having uncontrolled sexual issues because they get some subjected to uh, yoga practices like say even Bikram yoga or Kundalini yoga or chanting where the fire gets awakened prematurely before the person has a higher development on the upper chakras. If the upper chakras are more evolved, like the crown for spiritual energy, the heart, the mind is stronger, 
the animal nature can be regulated and subdued by higher principles of the spiritual man or woman. The conditions in, in younger people is they still have a bigger lower chakras than the higher chakras. So when they awaken the lower chakras, while their upper chakras are still small, that is a big problem. There are 36 at least dangers of meditation that most people do not know, which are mentioned in my book based on my experience as a healer. That's really powerful information, Master Delpe. And one of the words I want to center on in that discussion is purification. You're talking about the purification of, of doing our work of, of the, the karma and the sanskaras that we've accumulated. So how do we, how, how are, how, what does the purification look like for most people in well, terms of the way to process or move through that so that when they do engage in these practices, they are not affected negatively? Uh, I think that's one of the most practical questions so far because it affects many yogis and meditators as well as lamas, priests, monks. Uh, Their character building is not just about being kind and being loving and being good to people. It's about healing their past. See, our problem today is our inherited sins. In the Christianity, calls original sins from Adam and Eve, but it's more from our past lives. In Hindu philosophy and Buddhist philosophy, we believe in samskaras, or the accumulated causes of our reincarnations and rebirth. These are accumulated uh, grosser energy and actions and experiences of the past lives, or the current past, that tends to get purified in every incarnation. Now, these aspects of character building does have many methods. In my healing science, I teach people how to heal their past through energetic methods, using color energy, using breathing energy, and other esoteric methods that are faster than normal. In yoga, they use the Bastrika, Kabbalahati breathing techniques, the fast breathing cycles. The problem with that is when you overextend your breathing techniques to a level where it arouses the fire again, instead of purifying your samskaras or your negative karma and toxicity, you awaken the next layer on sheets of the kundalini that awakens your next lessons. And that's why the danger lies when you, when a person recommends always breathing as a solution to purification. I recommend sometimes that instead of meditating more and doing breathing more, a person who has got accelerated karmic syndrome or catharsis of karma should stop meditating and stop breathing techniques and do uh, hire a healer or, or, or have a, an esoteric healer cleanse and sanitize their past through different methods so that the toxicity that comes from the past lives should not arrive at the present or the, shall not uh, overload the future because the negative karma can overtake the present and it can overload the next steps of a human being. And therefore, it creates distress, which means to say, when the negative stuff overtakes the present and it goes to the future, a person is already stepping on mud or toxicity as they live every day and they will have what we call extremely dangerous distress or misery. They just be free and inner renewal meditation, which I've designed, how to clean up your past and how to release your emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical toxicities 
not only from the present, from the past, so that you're able to upload and release things that can congest your negative karma to come out in a cathartic way or an uncontrolled way. So that is one of the best techniques. Or have a master or a healer clean with their own techniques the energy that is now physicalizing as negative karma. My guest today is Master Del Pei, and he is the author of The Third Eye, A Universal Secret Revealed. I want to close the show with eight key virtues for safe and effective third eye use. He says that the universal eight key virtues are critical for anyone looking to develop their third eye. He goes into deeper discussion around this within his book. A true initiate or world server can only become legendary in service if they employ the virtues of love, creative intelligence, and willpower. Mastering your eight key virtues allows the reciprocal relationship to exist between virtues and faculties. These eight key virtues to live your greatest life, discipline and constancy, willpower and vitality, objectivity and practicality, benevolence, altruism, root consciousness, virtue of sacrifice, and good health. These are not just words. These are places to be integrated and delved into. And you can find out more if you get the book, which I highly recommend, The Third Eye, A Universal Secret Revealed. Also, go to Master Del Pei's website, masterdelpe.com, and find out more about all of his programs, his CDs and DVDs, along with his institutes. Thank you, Master Del Pei, for being a part of 1111 Talk Radio. I look forward to doing more with you and look forward to having you back. In love, of love, with love, and as love, I am Simri. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.